Welcome back to The Serial Killer. I'm your host, Jeremy Skaggs. Today, we talk about Randy Greenewalt. Um, Let's see here. Sorry. Born February 24th, 1949 in Hannibal, Missouri. Died January 23rd, 1997 in Florence State Prison in Florence, Arizona. Victims 7 to 9, crime span 1974 to 78 in the states of Arkansas, Arizona, and Colorado. He was apprehended August 11th, 1978. First murders and imprisonment. In early January 74, Greenewalt went on a trip down to Miami, Florida, where he planned to exchange his car with a couple from Denver. On January 12th, the body of 42-year-old Henry A. Weber Uh, A global van lines truck driver who had been shot in the head was found at the highway rest area in Mississippi County, Arkansas. Initially, nobody could be connected to the crime until four days later when police officers in Tempe, Arizona detained brothers Randy and James Greenewalt, 25 and 23, respectively, for the January 15th murder of 33-year-old Stanley Edward Sandich at a rest area near Flagstaff. Like Weber... Sandich was a truck driver working for Whitfield Tank Lines who was found shot to death in his tank truck in an apparent robbery of as $42 had been stolen from his wallet. The Greenwalts were arrested for trying to purchase stereo equipment using Sandich's Master Charge card, and upon inspecting their vehicle, they found a 32 caliber pistol that was positively identified as the murder weapon and a 243 caliber rifle that might have been the second murder weapon. A third man, 33-year-old George Sanders, an apparent acquaintances of the brothers, was also arrested for federal firearms violation and credit card fraud in relation to the case. Due, the simil- due to the similarity of the two cases, a sheriff from Arkansas was dispatched to question Randy in the earlier killing, but decided to wait until the case in Arizona went first. In a bid to avoid the death penalty, the elder Greenewalt pleaded guilty to the murder and was sentenced to life imprisonment. In exchange for testifying against his brother, whom he pleaded innocent on all charges, during the trial, it was made apparent that the Sandwich murder, Randy, had preemptively painted an X on the window of the truck before proceeding to open fire and kill his victim. Thanks to his testimony, James was also convicted and sentenced to life imprisonment, which he was to spend at the Florence State Prison. In the meantime, Randy was extradited to face charges in Arkansas, but despite his willing confession to both this and another murder committed in Colorado, the case fell through and he was returned to serve his sentence in Arizona. Escape and Killing Spree During his time in prison, Greenewalt was considered a model inmate in Granite Cushy Job as an office clerk. Another inmate who was placed in the trustee unit with him, 43-year-old Gary Jean Tyson, serving a life term for stabbing a prison guard who had a history of escape attempts from the facility. On July 30, 78, Tyson's three sons, Donald, Ricky, and Raymond, who regularly visit their father in prison, entered the prison uh, ostensibly for another one of their visits while Ricky was talking to his father his brothers pulled out a sawn-off shotgun concealed in a cardboard box they had been carrying in order to guards to go into the booth Greenewalt who had been working in the booth then cut the alarm and phone lines and was provided with a pistol after locking the remaining guards 
visitors and prisoners into the supply closet. All five men escaped in the Tyson's 1969 Ford Galaxy, with their planned final destination being a small ranch across the border in Sarek, Mexico. When Gary allegedly had connections with a drug smuggling network. On the way towards Yuma, the gang had changed their car with a black Lincoln Continental and drove on dirt roads to avoid roadblocks. On the next day, the gang were near Quartzsite when their car blew a tire and they were left stranded by the roadside. The Tysons and Greenewalt then established a campsite in the area when they were noticed by 24-year-old Marine Sergeant John Lyons, who was driving along the highway with his 23-year-old wife, Danelda. 22-month-old son Christopher and 15-year-old niece Teresa Joe Tyson. Lyons stopped and offered help to help them out, but he and his family members were then threatened at gunpoint into the Continental and driven out to the desert. There, both Gary and Greenewalt proceeded to shoot the Lyons to death while Tyson had left to bleed out, dying while attempting to crawl away from the car. The Lyons' corpse were discovered on August 6th while Tyson's was found five days later. In the meantime, the gang had stolen the family's orange Mazda and headed to Wendon, where they had spray-painted it silver. After this, they headed towards Flagstaff, where they established a campsite on the outskirts of town. Greenewalt and Donald then went to visit a family, or female pen pal of Greenewalt's, who bought them a truck and ammunition while the other three rested. Shortly after, Gary arranged for a plane to fly them out of the United States in Clovis, New Mexico, but the authorities had caught wind of their scheme and set up an ambush. However, upon arriving at the airport, the gang realized and instead headed towards southwestern Colorado. Along their way, they came across Texas newlyweds James and Marlene Judge, 26 and 23, who were on their way to Denver to watch a football game. The gang killed them near Pagosa Springs, stole their van, and then buried their bodies, which were not found until months after the disappearance. Arrest, trial, and sentence. After stealing the judge's van, the gang headed to Casa Grande, Arizona, where they stayed with relatives of Gary's. After resting for a day, they continued their trip towards Mexico, unaware that by then the police had set up roadblocks along every intersection of the road. Along the way, the gang attempted to break into a gas station near Gila Bend, but were unsuccessful in doing so. On August 11th, a van approached their first roadblock in rural Pinole County. The gang opened fire on the approaching officer, barely missing him before they drove right through the blockade. After six miles ahead, they faced another roadblock, but this time the deputies opened fire on the van. Donald Tyson, who was driving, was fatally hit in the head, causing the vehicle to careen off the road. After it halted, the remaining four fled towards the desert, with the deputies chasing after them. A helicopter was dispatched to illuminate the area, revealing Greenewald and the two living Tyson brothers had been hiding in a ditch. While all three were armed, they surrendered peacefully to the authorities. Gary Tyson remained on the run for 11 days until his body was discovered by chemical worker Ray Thomas under a mesquite tree near his workplace. He had died of exposure about a mile and a half from where the van had crashed. 
Following their capture, Greenewalt and Tyson brothers were first arraigned on charges of prison escape and assault, for which they were speedily convicted in December 78. Soon after, Greenewalt was charged with four counts of capital murder, three counts of kidnapping, two counts of armed robbery, and one count of auto theft, while Ricky and Raymond, who claimed that they took no part in the killings, pleaded guilty to one count of murder as part of a plea bargain to testify against their accomplice. However, once they refused to do so, the judge declared a mistrial and reversed the verdict, allowing the brothers to be charged anew. <laughs> on February 16th, 79, Greenewalt was convicted on all charges, showing no emotion when his verdict was read out. On March 26th, he officially sentenced to death for four murders, as well as being given concurrent life terms for his other convictions. Justice Douglas Keedy later stated that he had no reason to be lenient with the convict as he found no mitigation cir mitigating circumstances in the case and determined the killings to be cruel and unnecessary. The murder charges in Colorado were dropped following the Arizona convictions, but the case was officially closed. Execution. After spending two decades in Arizona's death row with unsuccessful attempts to have his sentence commuted, Greenewalt was executed via lethal injection at the Florence State Prison on January 23, 1997. His last meal consisted of two cheeseburgers, french fries, coffee, and milk from the prison cafeteria, and his final statement was the following. I have prayed for you many times, and the Lord is using you well. Don't worry about me. I'll be fine. Ricky and Raymond Tyson, who had also been sentenced to death for the roles in the murders, later had their sentences commuted to life imprisonment after the Arizona Supreme Court determined that they were not active participants in the shootings. All right. Well, that was the uh, case of Randy Greenewalt. And I hope you all enjoyed that. My name's Jeremy Skaggs. I'm your host. Remember, we are on Twitter at the Serial Kill 11. Give me a follow. I follow back. I promise. All right, y'all. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you in a couple more weeks. <laughs>